Uh, hello and welcome back to episode seven of the Living Room Chat podcast with myself, Ryan, and this fella here, Matt hey, Barrell. Hey. How are we doing, bud? Mate, I can't complain. I'm all good. I'm all good. Good stuff. Obviously, oh, we always start with the weather, don't we? It's a British thing to do. Absolutely. It's bloody freezing outside. It's not been above zero for what the last three or four days. Yeah. But bitterly cold with the sun out, I don't actually mind. It's good. I like the blue skies in property photos. Yeah. Yeah. It works um, well. With your property photos, quickly, um, dive straight in, shall we? Yeah, man. Do you, when you take a photo of a grey sky, have yeah. you got like a batch of different seasonal photos that yeah. you do? Because Yeah, cool. I'm glad to say. Because mm. a sun like this, I li- I've taken photos of my phone where I just literally go up to the sky, which is perfectly blue, take a photo. Yeah. And I add those into most of my property photos. Yeah. You've got to do it seasonal. You can't put a summer photo because the sky is different in the summer. It is it's different. Dark, it's like a darker, deeper blue. And I'd never noticed it until I started editing photos. And yeah. Realized, oh, it's not all, blue skies are not all made the same. Yeah. And then I find you, you, the thing to look out for is the trees. You can tell if a photo's yeah. badly edited. If the you little trees still highlighted. In between the, yeah. the uh, twigs of the trees, you can yeah. see where it's been uh, photoshopped. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, cool. So yeah, all good with you. How's things? What have you been up to the last week or so? Just getting back into the year, you know? Yeah, getting not say getting back into the year, just getting into the new year. Yeah, it's um yeah January's just gone by really quickly. People say it's a slow month, but I don't know if it's different now we're no, running our own businesses. But I always, I always I said that as well. Like most people, like last week was apparently like the most depressing day of the year, isn't it? Like fourteenth of Jan or something is like oh is it two weeks after Christmas? Everyone's run out of money because they all got paid a week ah, before okay. Christmas. It's cold. It's, it's dark. cold. It's dark. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing to look forward to. Yeah. Interesting. Life's not worth living. Well, on that, that bad, but. on that basis, I'm doing all right then. But no, I always find that the first two or three weeks of January, certainly in a state agency, people start thinking about their move, but nothing really kicks in properly until end of January, early Feb. I think we said that before. Yeah, and I, I, my old boss called me yesterday. and was just like, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. And I, Do you want to tell me after? Uh, left from Reading Estate Agent. Oh, cool. Someone okay. called my old, a friend of mine called my old work phone. Okay. And he thought it was a potential client, so anyway, he rang me. And Fair enough. It, it wasn't. Yeah. It was just a Good mate. Good friend not spoke to you for a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, well, I think with most people now, they have like four numbers saved for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I've changed it. But anyway, um, what was I saying? Uh, yeah, so yeah. someone, yeah, and he said he's been busy, markets picking up. Um, I think it is as well, isn't it? Probably more than we expected. Yeah. It seems possible. We've got a, got a couple of topics to talk about as a state agency. Yeah. Um, but first of all, what do you think of the coffee? The Guinness, you mean? The Guinness, yeah. I like it. Um, this is fancy coffee. I'm not used to fancy coffee, really. It's got a hint of vanilla. It's, yeah, I'm getting that. Yeah. I'm getting that. But it's it's strong. Great like colour as well. and. Strong, isn't it? Strong coffee. I've, this is my third one today. Decent, is it? Yeah. You can buy some more. Pa- well, I think Lauren got like a job lot of um, different capsules. Fair. But yeah, new coffee machine. Game changer. Unfortunately, when you work from home, you just plough through coffee, don't you? Yeah, but it's so easy. You know, it's like those coffee machines just stick the water in and stick the button off yeah. you go. So what about outside of work? What's been going on last week or so? Any um, good things, bad things, no. issues, What highlights? have I been doing? What have I been doing? 
Sold my first house of the year or agreed my first offer, which is good. Shit, man. Oh, sorry, that's that's to do with work, isn't it? I don't have a life outside of work. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, you yeah. do. Everyone asks how you are. Like, yeah, yeah, work's good. You just dive straight in, that's don't it. you? I'll tell you what, what I have done, though. We've got the band back together. You've got the band talk... back together? Yeah, yeah. First, uh, first band practice in three and a half years, I think. Amazing. Okay. Are we, all the original guys? Or we've got a new edition? Uh, yeah, I mean, the lineup's chopped and changed a bit, but the lineup which stopped playing in late 2018, we then, we got together and practiced on Sunday, which nice. was fun. Um, and it's weird because none of us have really played, played at all. Because it, it kind of fizzled out. We all got busy with work and then yeah. COVID happened and whatever. And then, Did you um, have your own songs and stuff or were you more just covers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And check it out online. Leader Official, I think, is the Instagram handle. Oh, you've got to start. I'll have a look um, at that. Yeah, so check it out. And then we, we just didn't post anything from like 2018 and then just popped up the other day. Fair so right. we're going to be doing a run of um, dates, I think, in the summer, which is oh, that's cool. yet to be confirmed. Well, that's so, yeah. that's good. So that is something new that's happened in your life. That is something new that's happened, which was only on Sunday and I completely forgot about it already. That was four days ago, mate. That's a long time ago. Yeah, it's true. Time flies when you're having fun. Um, <laughs> what about you? What's, what's good? What's new? Mate, I've just been... I was going to say working as well. I've been working hard, obviously. Um, been to the gym a lot this week. I just mm-hmm. got into the zone again. I had that, obviously, a couple of weeks over Christmas where I didn't really go. We went three times last yeah. week. Three times. I went this morning. A couple of times this week. But I mentioned a little story that I haven't told you about yet. So I had an absolute mare on Monday. All right? So, obviously, you've been to my gym. You've got little lockers. And I got that little, had a little padlock with the little key. Yeah, yeah. It's a key one, not a code one. Key one, yeah, old school, mate. High risk if you lose uh, well, that, that key. That, that's, uh, that's, that's everything I thought as well. And I had these shorts on which had quite shallow pockets. So normally I just roll around, got my phone, my drink, yeah. and my little key in my pocket. Standard. And it's never, ever, ha- I've never had an issue with it. So I did two sets on one thing, and then went down to the other end of the gym, a couple of other bits. Yep. And I was on the old machine, when you sit down and pull back. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's a demonstration for the... Uh, <laughs> the video the pull back um, one yeah, yeah. The pull back like that <laughs> for the people watching for the people that are listening obviously you don't know what I'm doing so I'll for- uh, move on from there a row they call it I a believe row. in the business but you sit down legs out in front yeah anyway you got it yeah. um, I did the first set I was like cool and I just, just touched my pocket and I was like ah oh, no key so <laughs> I was like ah oh, cool so I did the second set and I, I just looked underneath I must, must have just fallen out literally then because I, I remember seeing it I remember feeling my pocket a few minutes ago did you try and casually look around? Like, yeah, yeah. I don't want to cause a panic. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly that. So I had a quick look around, finished the third set. Cool. Looked a bit more. Right, it's definitely not here. So I must be <laughs> over the previous machine I was doing. So I was on the old sit-down one with the pull-out um, for the back. Wasn't there either. I was like, okay. So I went back to the start. Anyway, cut a long story short. I spent, so I did 20 minutes of the gym and then I spent 25 minutes just going around all the thing. Bear in mind, it's fucking heaving as well. And I'm like, Everyone's got their headphones on. Excuse I was me. like, bro, sorry. So, oh, sorry, mate. Can I just, I've just lost my locker key. I'll have a quick look around. Fucking looking under the machines, on all fours. When they spoke to reception, I was like, anyone handed the key in? And they're like, uh, no, sorry. <laughs> no key handed in. Follow-up question. Yeah. Do you have any metal cutters? <laughs> so she said, you just have to look for it. I was like, yeah, I've Helpful. been doing that the last 25 minutes. Yeah, no, she was, she was all right, to be fair. So I spent another 10 minutes looking. It's now half seven. I need to leave the gym at half seven to get home to get ready for taking my to school. Um, so yeah, long story short, I went back up. I was like, have you got any bolt cutters? And they went, yeah, we do actually. <laughs> so she gave me the bolt cutters, these big orange things. We walked back in the, in, in, the, um, in the change rooms. It's like a walk of shame because there's a few guys in there getting changed. 
And then one guy looked at me, goes, he goes, we've all been there, mate. I was like, happy. <laughs> I was like, but have we though? Uh, so bolt cut had opened the bolt, shut the lock in there, and uh, got my stuff out. So I just had a, re- and I had a really shit day on Monday for that. You know, you just get in the wrong mindset. Off to a bad start. Yeah, everything went wrong, especially at like half six in the morning as well. That's so, that is funny though. That is funny. <laughs> but then they, they have those little fiddly keys, like you're going to lose it. But I've never, ha- I've been to the gym for, you know, well over a year now. And I've always wore, I've got like two or three pairs of shorts I rotate. And it's never happened to me before. So I had a similar thing. Cool. Whereas my lock. That's not just me. That's not, you're not alone. We have all been there, I think. I have. I had a code lock, not a key lock. I had yeah. a code lock, right? Four-digit code lock. Locked it, went about my workout. When I got back to the changing room, all of a sudden I couldn't remember my four-digit. <laughs> my code, I couldn't remember it at all. And I was there. In the end, I got it. But I was there for, I want to say, 15 minutes. Yeah. Me sat by my locker. <laughs> Just thinking. In the locker room. One, two, three, four, zero, 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 zero. Yeah, kind of like going through, like, this is my phone password, this is my bank password. And I've, I've got, like, four different four-digit PIN numbers, which I use for various yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it just, for whatever reason, just escaped my mind. So I was there. And I, people must have been looking at me, like, is this What's guy trying yeah. to break into Meditate someone's locker? Bit, yeah. yeah, and I'm just... But you do, like, when you, when you, when you like, obviously you use just chip and PIN or you use your phone. Yeah. Uh, not chipping pin. You use your phone or the autopilot. The autopilot, yeah. Um, and when you they say insert your card, and you're like, cool. Right, I haven't put a pin code in for probably six months. What what card is it first of all, and what's the code? Yeah, I always forget. And the thing is, we've got a joint account, current account. I've got my utility warehouse card, which gets cash back. Little plug there for utility <laughs> warehouse. Um, credit card, bank card, uh, business card. How am I going to remember all those pins? And yeah. you can't have one for all because if your wallet gets nicked, you're fucked. Yeah, that's true. You just put them all in the same... T- but they're not going to know that, are they? they wouldn't they're not going to know your pin. Yeah. Just chip and pin it. Yeah, I guess so. Not chip and pin. Scan. What's yeah. it called? Uh, contactless. Contactless. There we or go. Or Apple Pay or Google yeah, Pay yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. So, anyway, um, that was the start of my week anyway. Bad gym experience. And then other than that, I've just been... Um, yeah. Played my Xbox for the first time in about six months. Nice. What did you play? Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Is that a new one? It's no, it's probably about a year, a year and a half old now. Okay. I played it for hours. I looked new. at, unfortunately, I looked at how long I've been playing when it, when you paused it. Oh, that's a killer. One hundred and forty-five hours. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I remember that with Call of Duty. It's yeah, like, yeah. It used to be a badge of honour. Like I've been playing this for thirty days. Yeah. You know, for a year. How one hundred and forty-five hours? That's not actually. That's like probably about a week. A week of my life, a whole week of my life, full twenty-four hours. Yeah. If you break it down into eight hours, like thinking how much you would, or two hours, three hours a day you play, maybe. That's a lot, isn't it? But yeah, I played a quick hour and I enjoyed it. But I'd literally forgotten how to play it. Like, yeah, forgotten how, how to attack happens. and how to defend. I'd like, forgotten everything. How to climb. You know, um, speaking of video games, and I spoke about the band a minute ago, the drummer from the band told me he'd, he has a Twitch channel. Yeah. He earns money from people just watching him. Yeah, I've yeah, yeah. seen that. You see him come up on Facebook a lot, like on Facebook Watch, like people like live streaming there, um, their, them playing yeah. the games. I'm not that good, to be fair, so they all watch me. So, yeah, is that what it is? You have to be, I guess you have to be good and then people well, sign yeah, of in. course, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no one's going to watch you just keep dying and call it, or it might be quite Well, I don't know if you're a personality, you know, if there's like, if there's David Beckham playing FIFA, then people are going to log on and watch it, aren't they? But I don't know what, I, I, the thing for me is what makes that entertaining? 
That's why I don't. No, get. I used to watch. Um, I watch, watch people play FIFA. Like, yeah. You have like tournaments, don't they? Yeah. That's that's good fun to e-sports. watch. Esports. Esports, yeah. And I watch um, Formula like the esports Formula One racing in the off season. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because they've actually got like like some decent like they they're sponsored and they've got like actual teams and stuff like Mercedes are in it, Ferrari are in it, and they actually have team drivers. Ah, wow. It's probably like series. But it, but is the entertainment of that the race itself, or is it the entertainment and the like? No, back it's and not forth? because they're all perfect. So no, no, very rarely crashes. No one really overtakes. It's it's all very like you get to the last lap mm. and. No one wants to overtake because they just go overtake in the last corner because that's how good they are. It's right. really, it's very much more strategic than well, obviously F one is strategic, I'm sure, but rather than like, there's very few driver errors. Interesting. Like they're mm. all at the top of the game and they they're good. Um, so it's good fun, but they're, they're only like 15 laps, so you yeah. just tune in for the last lap. It's fine. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, esports is going to be huge, isn't it? And I yeah. think um, it's where I I all of a sudden feel a bit old because i'm like oh why would why would kids do that and i'm like no of course yeah but that's the way isn't it it's the way like myla she's she'll be eight next month and she watches like people playing roblox and whatever oh, really? yeah whatever okay. they like, people playing minecraft like right. she watches that on youtube i've had a um i've just sold a house where the tenants are in situ and the, the kids are always in when i'm doing yeah. viewings and this kid is just so locked on what I now know is Fortnite. Yeah. And we're doing the viewing. So I'm like, hey, don't mind us. He's just like Wasn't tunnel vision on yeah. Fortnite. He's yeah. like, do whatever you need I've to do. I've never played Fortnite. No, me neither. I'm uh, too old now. Yeah. Although there's like, I heard there's like groups of guys that are like in their 40s, like doing Fortnite parties and stuff. Yeah, nerds, mate. We've got business. No, no, no jet, like the guy sounded all right on the, uh, on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> like as in a bit of a lad. Yeah. Yeah. Each story. No, it's I. It's fun. We did we did that a few years ago. Actually, a couple of work colleagues when I was back at Romans, and um, we basically it was a Friday night. We set up a FIFA tournament. Yeah. So the rules were you could only be a four star team. So there was only yeah. on, I think it was like probably like FIFA eleven or something. Yeah, yeah. So I was Everton at the time. Nice. And uh, yeah, you could only have a four star team, and we have a little tournament like competition knockout thing. You play two games each, and then. Yeah. Um, yeah, we ordered pizza and had beers and stuff. It was brilliant, actually. They're actually good fun, to be fair. Well, FIFA, I think, is the best game to play collaboratively. Yeah. Like, not many games. Yeah. Because yeah. not many games you can get the boys around and kind of all be involved. Yeah. Whereas FIFA's great for that. Because you can watch it. Yeah. yeah. Nice one. Anyway. Nice one. Um, should we dive into some topics, mate? Yeah, what's been on your mind this week? I've got a what's few going things. On? I've got a few things. Um, I thought we'd start where we normally do and some, like, Controversial is the wrong word, isn't it? Really, but just kind of like what's happening today, specifically today, because the nurses are on strike. But I wanted to talk about strike action. Yeah. So I find it difficult for myself, just personally, to understand exactly where they're coming from, mm-hmm. because I've always been privately, in, you know, on the private sector rather than the public sector. Yeah. So if I ever wanted a pay rise, I just sell more houses. Book a meeting with the manager and say, "Look, I'm top dog around here. Give me a pay rise, or I'll go somewhere else." Yeah. And they normally gave you a pay rise. Yeah. But I feel I can understand from a public sector's perspective that they have no, they can't just go into review and get more pay. No, they can't so, leverage it. Yeah. Yeah. So the only way they've got to do that is, to, well, to force their hand of the government. But what's your views on it? Because obviously, there's 
paramedic striking, nurses striking, teachers striking, transport links, uh, transport drivers striking. Yeah. Um, plus others, and it's I heard on the sorry you were talking a minute. I'll let you talk in a minute. No, you can't. No. But um, it's one of the biggest like month or two months of strikes since the nineteen twenties, like yeah. over a hundred years. It's never been seen before. So yeah, over to you. What's your what's your initial thoughts? I mean, inflation is over ten percent. So. You know, you could say, well, it's not surprising and it's the right time to strike. I get it and I don't. I think, like you, being privately employed and also now doing the business, the business is a real wake-up call for me. It's mm. like, Matt, if you want to earn more money, you need to sell more houses and grow your business, basically. Yeah. Like, um, so, you know, and it's it's in our control. But then that's easy for us to maybe sit here and say mm. when we're not um working for public we're not in public sector jobs yeah my family mostly work public sector jobs sophie works in a public sector job right so i have that perspective she actually got a fairly decent pay rise a couple of months ago fine it wasn't huge but you know it yeah. was um it wasn't 10 percent, but it was you know, she was pretty pleased with it because yeah. she wasn't expecting it. Um, I, it's it's hard to say, really. It is, isn't it? It's a difficult situation. I don't want to upset anyone and everyone's circumstances is going to be different. It's fine. At the moment, we're only getting about 10 listeners at the moment. Yeah. So <laughs> hopefully, we'll piss too many people off. Um, but if, if in a year's time, when we've got hundreds and hundreds of possibly thousands of listeners. They might listen back to this episode. Okay, back. Right. Then hate Matt. But go on, continue with your view. Like, don't sit on the fence. Say how it is. Everyone's got to be responsible for their own destiny. I think I realise that more and more. I, I think, I, I don't want to be. I don't. I don't want to say that it's unfair. People shouldn't be striking. They should just get to work. But then I also think you have the freedom to look for another job. That's kind of kind of my views. So I'm just kind of thinking sounds, out. It sounds very much like you're sitting on the fence there. Um, yeah, I'm kind of feeling out in real time in my head. But what I will say is, because on the one hand, I think that, and that, um, you know, you're in control of your own destiny. On the other hand, I know, I know firsthand of uh, two teachers specifically who I know fairly well, who are, who have either left or are leaving the profession mm -hmm. because they're not paid enough and they have to do so much overtime. Yeah. And these are people who are in schools, teaching kids, working hard, staying late after yeah. school, having to do extra work on the weekends. Yeah. And when I, when I talk um, to both of these people, um, I can see, I'm like, yeah, you're getting paid this. And yeah. No one would do that much work for that, money. For that, for that little money and that yeah. little thanks as well. Yeah. It sounds like a completely thankless job. Yeah. So on that side of the fence i think yeah absolutely strike demand more money and this is what i say to sophie as well with her job because it's very strict and it's like this is what the council this is a package yeah this is it take it or leave it take it or leave it you have no say yeah you can go private but there you're just going to be working to all of the kpis and you'll have all of the bullshit that goes along with that yeah the one thing i think about um Soph's job i hope i hope her bosses don't watch this um <laughs> again in a year time they'll come back and listen to it and then yeah it, it does seem like it's more caring about the kids and the um 
the parents and the kind yeah. of stuff that rather well, than just focusing on KPIs and bottom line. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think there's a there's a benefit to the public sector approach. Yeah. Um, I think from my view, I'm all over the place with my thought process on this. Yeah, mate. Yeah. Sorry, but it's yeah. fine. No, no, it's got that. It's an interesting topic, isn't it? Because we're not seeing it from their perspective. No. I completely, 100% agree with nurses striking, paramedics striking, teachers striking, because you hit the nail on the head, they get paid shit for what they do. Yeah. They work stupid hours, like yeah. ridiculously long hours, very little thanks, and they're a breaking point. You, someone's yeah. got to give. On the flip side, what I don't agree with is um, transport. Like, Bus drivers, okay, I don't know how much they get paid, but like you always think the the uh, underground, you always strike on the underground, and the average underground drivers spent like paid like sixty five, seventy grand a year. That's that's a good salary, like a really good salary, and you've got nurses on twenty grand a year. Yeah, like come on, like if people can't get to work on the train, call work from home, or get a bus, or fucking ride a bike. You know what I mean? But if you if you if you're ill, desperately ill, and need help. You can't just do that. You need a nurse there. You need a doctor there. You need paramedics to get you there. They're vital. There's, there's, you're right. There's different ranks of public sector yeah. job. I have no sympathy for train drivers. No. I've said it. We could put that. That would be a TikTok reel. That would get some abuse, wouldn't it? I think maybe also if you're an underground driver on 65K a year, yeah. it's a decent salary. I don't know how well... how. I don't know how hard you have to work if you're an underground driver. Yeah. But you, I mean, you're not me a wrong. nurse in a busy hospital. No, I wouldn't want to work in... like They're off underground, literally. Um, so it's dark. It's difficult conditions. It must be quite a... You know, it, it must be a um, mind-numbing job. You've obviously got... You've got to focus and do what you're doing. But yeah. I don't... Again, I don't know if it's just press go and it just takes you there or you have to actually... I think you have to change the speed and stuff, don't you? Like, use a little lever and stuff to push forward. I imagine. Uh, yeah, sound I imagine really stupid so. here, don't we? But then if, if you've chosen to do that job... Exactly, you know exactly. What you know what you're signing up for, don't you? Yeah. You can't sign up to be a tube driver and then get annoyed because you've got to drive tubes all day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one told me I was going to be like in the darkness all the time. No one told me I was going to have to push a lever. I thought I could just sit back and read the paper. But nurses and teachers, teachers especially, like Lauren works at a school, obviously, mm. and they are... like There's mass exodus on teachers there because yeah. why would... like They can go... If I was a teacher now, I'd be like, get me to Australia now. You know, go and yeah. live the other side of the world where you pay double the amount with less hours for people that actually want uh, appreciate you. Yeah, and yeah, absolutely. So I think there's no option but to strike. And I think the government, you know, I'm, I'm going to sit on the fence here. The flip side is a lot of people striking, like they forget that two years ago the government bailed everyone out with... with um, Furlough. Furlough. Yeah. And it's about billions and billions of pounds yeah, to keep people afloat. Soon forgotten, isn't it? Soon forgotten. And that, we've got to pay that back. Like, yeah. the, the debt in this country has spiralled out of control over the last few years. And I'm sure we're not the only country that has that. But quite very quickly to forget, you know, we're trying to rebuild the economy after that. Yeah. And, you know, salaries are, for people, it's a thing they've got to deal with. I look back at the furlough scheme as well. And I hear lots of people saying, oh, COVID was a really tough time. And a few people have said it, and I thought, was it? Mm. You know, you had, a, you had a year off work at 80% pay. Yeah. I saw everyone's, 
I was working the whole time me through too. it. Yeah, me too. Not that I'm bitter, but I'm just looking at everyone else's yeah. situations. And I'm like, was it a tough time? You don't know anyone who's passed from COVID. You had a year off work to, yeah. you know, the, the weather was brilliant, wasn't it? Uh, in 2020, everyone... That first lockdown was, um, it was a bit surreal, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Bizarre. Bizarre. Um, but as you say, I've, people are quick to forget yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I think... The reality is the government can't do um, right or wrong like, at the end of the day. Like Everything they do positively will have a negative effect on someone else yeah, and vice sure. versa. And I think as well, if you're, if you're an underground tube driver on 65k a year, if everyone's living to their max yeah. and then inflation is at 10%. Yeah, it's real for them. It's, it's real for them. Yeah, if so, their, mortgages, they're living, their mortgage is two and a half, three grand a month. Yeah, they're going to struggle. They're going to struggle, and it's, yeah. and then so and that's no different to a nurse up north who's only twenty grand and her rents seven hundred and fifty pound a month. Still, the, the still the same principle. You're always going to look to your job and say, well, that's you know, I need more money. Yeah. Because I'm now paying ten percent more for rent, fuel, yeah. food, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I do, I do generally think like if you're, what's it, what would you say is a comfortable earnings for like? I forget where you live in the UK, but. If you, someone said I was on X amount, would you say that would be comfortable? I don't think that number exists. You can never have enough. If you look at people's disposable income each month, I imagine it's all very, very similar in terms of a percentage. So. I think so. so. If someone's got a thousand pound disposable income and someone's got a hundred quid disposable income, it's probably still the same percentage of their salary. Yeah, and and everyone I've met is testament to that. Yeah, because. You know, I've got friends who earn 100K. They yeah. don't have any savings. They're just month to month. Yeah. Got people who live on live on less and they have more spare money. So I think, yeah. it's, so it, I think it's hard because people talk about the average wage. It's like, well, what's the average car bill? What's the yeah, average exactly, utility yeah. bill? You know? And it's all relative. You know, whether, you know, there's been talk about the North-South divide this, this yeah. week again in the politics with um, two billion pounds being made available for levelling up, but... <laughs> Rishi's been like, I think he gets, I think he got like a couple of million for his constituency, which don't need it. And the whole idea of leveling up was put more infrastructure, more money, more finance towards the north to bring yeah. it up. And it's like, it's just, it's like Brexit, mate. Was it make Britain good again? No, that make was America, wasn't Britain. it? What was it? What was the Brexit slogan? Was it take back control or something, something like, like that? Yeah, so along those lines. Leveling what up was, was just the, the general election slogan from Boris. Yeah, it's, it's it's just not happened, has it? I mean, look, again, from a purely selfish point of view, doesn't affect us because we're, mm. in, the, we're in the place that you need to level up towards. Like we're in the southeast. That's true. We're in a very affluent area. There's a lot, there's, there's infrastructure, there's jobs, there's security. But living up north somewhere, it's not the same. No wonder there's a divide. Have you, how far north have you been before? What, have, you been to, have you been to Newcastle? No, mate, no, I've not, I don't think I've been north of... Kidderminster is the I think the furthest north I've been, okay. which is about mid. I've been no, like not far past Birmingham to be fair. So when I look at places like I've, I've been to Newcastle, I was really impressed with Newcastle city centre. Yeah, it was gentrified. It was clean. It was nice. They had yeah. all this like nice shops. It looked nice. But then you look at property prices in Newcastle town centre. They're not that cheap. Yeah. So I was like, right, okay, it's it's up north. Yeah. But if you want to live in this nice hustling and bustling city centre, yeah, you do pay a premium for that. Yeah. Same with Liverpool. 
yes, you can buy a terraced house in Liverpool yeah. for 60 grand where the crime rates are extortionate and every yeah. other house is boarded up. You can get a house for 60 grand. You can buy if, a street for 60 grand, can't you? <laughs> yeah. But if you want to live in the Newcastle city centre yeah. where the nice apartments are, the prices are higher. So, you know, I think... Is is that maybe evidence that the levelling up thing is kind of... And also COVID is, I think, spurred this on because... Yeah, the, the more people working from home, aren't they? More people working from home, so your more rural areas, your northern areas are have gone up more than the southern areas. Yeah. Is that levelling up in practice? I don't know. No, I don't, I, I don't think so. Mm. I think the whole idea of levelling up was to invest more in the north to so there's no divide in terms of different salaries, different expectations, cost of things. Like Yeah, because, but also when you think about living up north, if minimum wage is the same, so say that's like the minimum. Yeah, uh, obviously, yeah. it's the minimum for everyone. Yeah. But your point. costs, if you go up north, all of your costs at Tesco's, all of your fuel costs, I think, are the same. The, um, it's only the house prices which are yeah. a different thing, isn't it? Yeah, potentially. I don't know. I've never been up north. So. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I don't know. I, as I said, it's a myth. No one knows what levelling up means. Yeah. Do they? Let's see. I'm not sure that even Rishi knows. No, he doesn't. He's like, I'll put money here, put money there, that'll cost us levelling up. Um, you want another topic to talk about? I've got a couple to go through. So um, I've got some agency chat, but you've, got, you've written a mini essay here. No, uh, not really. Mate. It's, just, <laughs> it's just a statement. That's from my, I've got agency chat in a minute. I've got a couple of things before that. Um, one thing I just wanted to touch on very briefly, it's probably old news now, a week later, but I know it's a couple of days later, the uh, match of the day prank. <laughs> okay. How many times have you had a WhatsApp message on your on your on your lad's group chat where it's like a picture and you press it and that noise comes up straight away? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that it was, it, I thought it was a le- hilarious. It's so funny. Like, and it, and it kept the fact that the sound kept coming on and off. Yeah, and they couldn't work out where it was. Yeah, yeah. And they, you could see them all kind of looking at each other. Yeah. I love that Paul Lintz, the Reading manager, was there as well. That just made it even better for me. <laughs> and um, Alan Shearer digging out. Um, he said uh, Danny Murphy's phone going off or something like that yeah. in the commentary, which is quite funny. Um, I thought it was hilarious, though, because there's a lot of pranksters that do that, um, that do these big show things. Like, um, In fact, my watching, I'll come back to that because it links back to that later. Yeah. Um, but that guy who claimed who did it, obviously had the call of his... Um, uh, had the YouTube video of it. He's quite a big guy. Like, he's got like, 170,000 followers on YouTube. He's done pranks before it. Ah, so we know who did it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, he's claimed to be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he got. I think he had an eight-week suspended prison sentence, and was banned from all sporting events in the UK for two years for doing something in in a cricket ground before. Okay. A little confrontation with one of the cricket uh, England cricket guys. Uh, but anyway, back with a boom. But I, I just thought it was hilarious. It was light in the mood, and Gary Lineker would just obviously just played it off like it was. He, yeah. Did he, really well, to be fair, didn't he? Because that was so awkward, like so awkward. When I, I see with stuff like that, you realise they're professionals. Yeah. Even the way Danny Murphy kind of shrugged it off, looked awkward for like half a second, yeah. but carried on talking about whatever they're talking about. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's a skill in that, because I think you ask me on the spot questions about something and I don't know how to answer and we're on camera, but they're, they're live on telly Yeah. and they just pulled it off. Because you do have a bit of a persona on um, camera, don't you? Normally, I mean, this is very informal, but mm. it's still probably different to how we'd speak with the cameras off 
like we just chatting you and I in the car or out and about. Yeah. Because you do, I think you do subconsciously think about what you're saying because yeah. we're nice people and we don't, you know, in the world that we live in, Speak we don't. For yourself. Yeah, but no, but, <laughs> but you don't want to offend people and you don't want to say the wrong thing. Even yeah. though this is going out to not that many people at the moment, it's still a platform if someone did find it or one of our real posts on TikTok or Instagram and it did blow up and it got, it went wrong. Yeah. Like, this is a segue into my latest uh, TikTok Yeah, I know thing. it is. Yeah, I did it deliberately. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, match today was really funny. Segue, so we talked about TikTok. Why is that segue for you, Matt? So I, um, I went viral on TikTok again. I, You're the man around here. I, I sound. I, I didn't go viral. So that, what so, is so, viral? So, what is viral? Yeah, Said so really like, like really like casually. Like, I went viral again. Yeah, again, <laughs> again. <laughs> I, I don't know because viral. The, we talked about this before because my highest video views ever is thirty-five thousand on a video, which isn't bad, but you got how many on this latest one? So this video last week got three and a half, not three, three hundred fifty thousand yeah. views. Um, and I've just... only got 1,500 followers, so it's... So that's pretty cool, isn't it? I don't Maybe know how... viral is relative no, to how viral, many followers like... you got. Let's, let's, let's Google that shit. How... What, how many views... Is a viral video? Views, classes. I feel like it has to be relative to your following, surely. Because if you're Kim Kardashian and you post and it gets you know, millions of views, surely that's not viral. Uh-huh. Here we go. While there is no precise number when it comes to viral content, as a general rule, around 250,000 views will take your content into the realms of mildly viral. 250,000, fair enough. Yeah, okay. so you've gone viral yeah. a couple of times, haven't you? Yeah. 350,000 is good though. Are you going to put the little clip on the screen, get a few more? Like th- yeah, I'll put, I'll put a very take. quick little thing. So anyway, I'm, I was talking about um, I was coming back on a motorway. Yeah. Then the M4, they've got this Red X enforced. Yeah. On the motorway. Yeah. And um, me and my brother were coming back late at night. There were no hazards on the motorway whatsoever. But the gantry was sending everybody into the far lane on the right and yeah. was shutting off the three lanes mm-hmm. and slowed everyone down to 40 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. So you had three Red Xs across the top. And then a 40 in the far lane. Yeah. Uh, and it felt very odd to me to have no, no hazards, slow down to 40 miles an hour and get over to the far lane. So I slowed down, got over, didn't get a ticket. I looked in my rear view mirror. Everyone else had slowed down, but were in the red X lanes. Right. Yeah. And it was like flash, 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 flash going off. Really? Um, and I hadn't seen that before. I'd seen the Red X enforced, but yeah. I hadn't, uh, I didn't really understand what it meant. Yeah. I'm very grateful I didn't get a ticket. Anyway, I made this TikTok about my experience yeah. going along the motorway. And let me ask you something on a motorway, right? Say you've got three lanes. Yeah. What do you call them? You've got lanes one, two, three. What do you call them? Um, slow lane, middle lane, fast lane. Yeah, right. So who right. doesn't? So I was I was trying to be helpful in my video, yeah, and tell people you know if you see the red X, get out that lane, she'll get a ticket, a hundred pound fine. Yeah, that was the the premise. Of my yeah, video. yeah, yeah. And the comments section hammered me for calling it a slow lane and a fast lane. <laughs> like really, I was just describing obviously like yeah, yeah, yeah. The lanes. That's how you would describe them, isn't it? That's how I would describe. What them. are they? They're overtaking lanes. Oh, grow up. 
They're overtaking lanes. <laughs> like I got rinsed. People were like you need to, you know, you need to retake your license. Some of this. I was like, <laughs> what? And everyone I've asked has said what you said. Yeah, slow lane, middle lane, fast lane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, although saying that, it. like, I'm I'm frequently on the M4. I'm on the M4 most days. Only a couple of junctions. Yeah. But most days I'm on the M4. And if there's no one in there, I mean, that particular section of the M4 between junction 12 and 10 is particularly busy. There's never no one on that. Hmm. But I'd always drive in the slow lane. Even do it, I always stick at 70 because that, if anyone's ever driving down the M4 with a new smart motorway, yeah. fuck me, don't go over the speed limit. If you're, if you're a little bit over, I see so many people get flashed on that motorway. 100%, especially at yeah. night time. You see it, it's like, a, it's like a little light show. Uh, yeah. It's a flash, flash, flash. Exactly. So I will literally, I go 10% over. So if it's a yeah. 60, I'll drive 66. If it's a yeah. seven, if it's 70, I'll drive 77. But sometimes I'm sat there doing like 55, 60 in the slow lane, in, the, yeah. in that lane. But what the point is, if there's no one on the motorway, I won't be in the fast, I will definitely be on the inside lane. Yeah. Obviously, because yeah. that's the definitely. way to drive. Yeah. And I overtake people and come back into it. And then people in, people in the comments, you know, people going on about middle lane hoggers. Which oh, is, yeah, mate, they are annoying. It's annoying. Do you undertake on the motorway? Like I do every day. Yeah, I'm like, if you're going to sit in the middle lane and do 60, yeah, you know, I'm not going to piss around like going out and coming back in. Like, I'm just done, like, yeah. I had one dickhead, dickhead <laughs> in a black Mercedes. Like, if you drive a black Mercedes, like, that's no offense to you guys, but this particular guy was an absolute joke. So basically, he's doing 69 miles an hour in the, in the middle lane, right. So I went outside him to overtake, went up to 77. Yeah. And as I went past him, he sped up to 75. Uh. So I couldn't get past him. And I'm not going to break the speed limit to overtake because I know on that particular, on that bit of yeah, M4, I will get flashed. So I just stuck there and he just stuck there at 75. So I, I waited for the camera to go past and I just dropped it down to 70 and he went back down to 70. <laughs> and then obviously I got an electric car and the acceleration is, woo, doesn't make any noise. So I belted it to 83, cut in front of him, and slowed back down to 70, and he was behind me then. But I just thought, what a dickhead. Like, why would you do that? It's, at first, it's dangerous. Yeah. And it just annoyed me. That's the second Was point. he trying to piss you off, do you think? Yeah, he's just being a clown. He's just trying to... He's just being a annoy. dick, mate. It wasn't like... like yeah. It wasn't just oblivious. No. And, and I, you know, I think the old, when I was younger, I used to, like, generally try and wind people up in the car. It sounds really stupid, doesn't it? <laughs> I did do that before where someone I would sit in the middle lane it was on the way to Wales in the M4 and I had a couple of guys in the car just being a jet lad and I'd slow down to 50 and I had my a little Citroen C2 VTS 1.6 <laughs> 125 brake horsepower lovely and there was a guy trying to overtake me but my acceleration was so quick I slowed down to 50 he'd pull out to overtake me and I'd do that speed up so he couldn't overtake and then he'd drop in behind me and slow back down but I was 21 years old this, this bloke was 50 <laughs> like now I'm 32 I'm generally respect like people want to come out or let in, they just slow down and let them out. Like doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, I'm an easy going driver. I agree. I'm an Me easy too. going driver. Me too. Do you know what I really want to get? Is a dash cam. Because yeah. obviously I uh, you know, my little guilty pleasure I said in the last episode, I love watching car crash compilations. Yeah. I've seen a few close calls and I'd be so oh god, if I had that on camera, that'd be so good. I don't know why all new cars now don't have cameras built yeah, in. because you have the rear view camera. Or most, well, I've got a reversing camera. Yeah, of course. Most cars have reversing cameras. I don't know why all cars... And this is where, surely the future has to be, 
think of the world and how we're progressing yeah. very broadly. Surely the world has to be that all cars sooner or later will have video recorded yeah. front and back cameras, probably on the wing mirrors as well, yeah. which will probably be fed through to an insurance company. Yeah. And everything will Well, funny you say that because my uh, what, what prompted that is one of my clients, um, she had a really nice Mercedes and someone smashed into the side of her and it wasn't her fault. And the, when the guy got out of the car, she's obviously a lady and he was not in... She didn't say he was intimidating, but he was like almost questioning whose fault it was. Yeah. And she was like, well, it doesn't really matter because it's all on my dash cam. So we know it's your fault because you could see me put, you could see me pulling out or, or whatever. I, it was yeah. my right away, whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. And suddenly he was like, oh, yes, yeah, cool. Yeah, it was my fault. Sorry. So he was trying to pull one over on her. Sure. But because she had camera footage. Yeah. Otherwise, it's, who, it's their word against who. A- absolutely. And, and people will, and I noticed this, people will trick themselves almost into yeah. saying they're not at fault yeah if they possibly can yeah uh, absolutely of course you would you want to defend yourself don't you but you yeah. know if you, you know i've only had a couple of um i've never had any bad crashes touch with but i've had a few yeah. scuffs and little bumps and stuff yeah and if they're my fault you know hold my hands up and yeah, drive off before they saw me. yeah <laughs> um god that was a little that was a little tangent wasn't it where were we talking about i don't know um we were talking about today the match of the day, Frank. That's where we got to. Dash cams and car crashes for match of the day, Frank. Um, I've got another topic, but I think I don't know how long we're running. But I think we'll save it. Or do you talk about it? It's the. Um, That's what it is. That's what it is. It's a reason we touched on it last one. It's just safety, sports safety, oh, right. football and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because I saw a, a news article recently. Well, today actually, um, they were suggesting su- suggesting um, about having like temporary substitutes so football players can be uh, assessed for longer with concussions and basically the the managing group whoever made the decisions yeah. voted against it for a trial which got me thinking again and we talked about this with that American football player I think in the last episode and then, and then about health like safety and footballers and stuff and it just got me thinking, why, why would they do that? Like, what, what reason would they have not to allow that to happen? So the premise of it, basically, is if someone has a head injury, mm. at the moment they're assessed on the pitch for a couple of minutes and then they make a decision whether they're going to come off or, or stay or, or play again. Yep. And what, they're argu- what the players, it was a players' confederation that kind of suggested they look at it. What they're suggesting is, why don't we make a temporary substitution so you can bring a player on in position for that player yeah. for 10 minutes so the, the player that's injured can go into the changing room and be assessed properly for 10 minutes. It still might not be the right decision. You know, they still might not make the right decision, but at least they've got out of the crowd, the physios can make a proper analysis and if their fines are continue, they can go back on and yeah. the temporary sub comes off. And if they're not, then the sub stays on. I don't understand what problem would be there. I have no idea how that process would work, but I can only assume that that decision would be made with some kind of science or logic behind it. Yeah. It doesn't appear logical on the face of it because I think rugby, they have... Yeah, they have like... Um, yeah, they do have that concussion yeah. breaks and stuff like that. I don't understand why they wouldn't. Laura, um, I said it to Laura, my, obviously my wife, Leia, obviously I know everyone who's watched this knows Laura now, don't they? Um... I said it to Lauren this morning, what's your thoughts on it? Just as a complete outsider. Her first response was, surely players could, you know, you could do that to gain an advantage. 
Yeah. Like if you faked a head injury, to, you know you're kind of come off for ten minutes and you need an extra striker on or whatever, and you can make a free sub to turn the game around. That's so true. You can make a quick sub, put a, take a centre defence, take a left back off and put a left winger on. Yeah. For ten minutes, um, and I, if you score, then you can bring the defender back on. I yeah. I, to me, I don't know. But I reckon there there would be a way up of the potential benefits and the risks of someone staying on the pitch. Yeah versus the likelihood of that new system being abused yeah. and i think i think the likelihood of that system being abused is probably much yeah, greater yeah. than the safety risk so actually in just two minutes talking about it i've probably gone full circle and lauren actually nailed it probably <laughs> yeah, well, because if know. someone's if someone's had a big head injury if they've clashed heads with a player and they're and they're a bit dazed get them off the pitch like they shouldn't play on but, but that's the problem football players will play on but we we've, we've all seen games and been to games where the players stopped for a long long time yeah so it's not like the it's not like the players and the physios don't have time if they believe they it's need serious it. if they need time they will do yeah, yeah okay you know yeah. games do point. stop don't they for yeah. long periods of time it was an interesting topic again we covered yeah. it last last episode but just um injuries that's why it's good to talk these things out sometimes you it know is, cause you, you change your perception on don't you i've helped formulate my feelings on strikes you've yeah. helped formulate your opinions on dash cams dash cams and stuff. and head injuries it's funny I don't and, know. and and we know what constitutes a viral video now as well yes we see, didn't know that this is 10 minutes ago this is for us not for the people watching it's not just free therapy it's <laughs> yeah. education as well someone left a comment on one of our tiktoks i don't know if you saw it and they just go does everyone need a podcast you know just <laughs> i can't remember what the video was but it's just there chatting. are a lot more coming out. I'm, well, this because that stat obviously I know it's only episode seven, and we'll get to episode forty by the end of the year, hopefully. But yeah, we you know, a lot of people do just die out on podcasts, don't they? I think that comment though made me think, and I thought actually maybe everyone does need a podcast, not because loads of people are going to listen to it, but because I think there's some value in actually. I do. We like do this for a multitude kind of, of reasons, don't we? Yeah. Like we talked about it. This isn't this isn't us driving to become a business and become Joe Rogan and make millions of pounds from advertising. No, no. That is not what we're doing here. No, no. If people listen, great. I love listening back to our own podcasts because yeah. it does help. It helps re re-cement my ideas in the state agency. And the more you talk about it, the more fluent it becomes when you're talking to clients so we'll mm -hmm. get onto agency chat in a second but it is free therapy because you know sometimes when you especially when you're self-employed i think more people should do it because yeah i agree we've got someone who's like-minded um we can have an open chat and you learn more about each other that's cool but you do more learn about yourself yeah 100%. just how you want to talk and, and your thoughts and feelings come out in a safe environment i've got that's what this is guys a safe environment safe environment Got a question for you about content and creating content. And since you've started your business, yeah, how much more content would you say you make now versus previously in percentage terms? Is it? Is it? Oh, mate, like hundred hundred times more. Like I did. I started obviously after lockdown with my previous company. Yeah, doing a bit on the Facebook and just putting stuff out there, market mm -hmm. updates and little bits like that. To be honest with you, I was just copying what Avocado were doing yeah. in the area. That's what <laughs> yeah. I did. But I'd never done anything before and now I'm posting pretty much daily. Because I think I've found personally there's value in 
creating as well as consuming on social media. Mm -hmm. I notice a lot, all of the negative TikTok comments mm -hmm. are f from people with zero posts. Are from people who have no videos. Yeah. And, and there's just nothing on, their, on nothing on their channel. And I think there's, and generally the people who talk negatively about social media are the people who aren't creating anything. Mm -hmm. I've just found for me there's value in creating as well as consuming. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Creatively and, and it's just, I think there's a, everyone, there's a good balance there for everyone to create as well as consume. Yeah, absolutely. But you do, you don't do much on your personal stuff, do you? Like yours is all the Reading agent, obviously, or mm. Mr. Sell Your Home on TikTok. There's no Matt Barrel. I mean, you obviously have got your own page. Yeah. Because funny, one of my, one of my, um, goals for this year was to get to a certain amount of posts on my personal Instagram account because I'd never okay. post yeah. like ever was that Ryan Bloom was that Ryan no, Bloom that's your 10, person yeah. yeah at Ryan Bloom 10 check me out <laughs> um, but no I never post and the last post I did was for my wedding anniversary which is either September or October I can't remember yeah. <laughs> no, October the 16th <laughs> uh, I do have two weddings I had two weddings so um, okay. I, I, I have a defence like on the fridge I'll show you when we go out. There's um there's a little pictures from my original actual official wedding, which was October the sixteenth, when we had fifteen people there. But I then remember you downstairs, that. I've got that big mirror as you walk in. It says "Welcome to Lauren and Ryan's Happy Ever After," and it says twenty fifth of September. Okay, so that's the day enough. we had the party. I don't mind. I just hope. Yeah, cool. Ryan anyway, yeah. um, where else are going with that? Um, the uh, post. So that was my last post back in October three months ago. Yeah. And I had this, I had this task of I think I wanted to get to two, like post, do two hundred posts on my Instagram account. Yeah, um, I think I'm at like forty six, which isn't you gotta like get, you got to get doing stuff, man. I know, but then it's like, how do you start? Like, just just do it, start. So my my personal Instagram is just when I go away, so it's just holiday photos. Yeah. So nothing during COVID. I didn't post it for like two years. Yeah. But then my business profile. I want to get to. I've got a similar thing. Get to a thousand posts on my business profile. What on, on across all platforms or just on my account? Instagram? Yeah, um, you're but, you're not far off that now, are you? Seven hundred. I've just yeah. passed. So that's you know more or less one a day for the. Well, I've year. um. So I started my Instagram account for for the business in March, last year twenty two. So I'm up to I think I'm I'm closing in on three hundred posts now. I think I'm up to like two eight eight or two eight nine. Mm. Um. So we're getting there. That's more. That would be more than one. The goal would be when I get to the thirtieth of March, which is when I officially launch the business. I need to have three hundred and sixty-five posts. Also, my birthday. Thirtieth of March. Mm -hmm. I thought you said it was December. <laughs> you said it was December. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Right. Agency chat. Should we do a little bit of chatting? Yeah. Purple bricks have a new sales guy. Vince Courtney. Yeah, I know yeah. Vince well. I worked for him for three or four years. I know him, I wouldn't say on a personal level, but if he saw me in the street, he'd be like, oh, hi, Ryan's, Ryan Bloomfield. He'd know, he know who I am. Was this at Romans? Yeah, I worked yeah. for him at Romans and he was MD yeah. there. So he's been, he's been around Haslam's. He went to another company as well. I can't remember which one it was. But anyway, yeah. new sales director at Purple Bricks. The last chap lasted six weeks. My view, straight up, it's a win-win for Vince. Yeah. If it fails, if he fails and the company still doesn't make money and still goes shit worse than it already is, oh, it's a poison chalice. Like, it was dead before I got there. Yeah. Win. If he makes a success of it, if 
fucking hell, he can name his price for his next job, can't he? 100%. Yeah, um, it's makes a lot of sense. I hadn't thought about it like you were thinking about it, but yeah, you're, you're totally right. I, he's a good guy. He's a, he's, a good, he's a good guy. He interviewed me at Haslam's. Okay. And um, he was trying to get me over there and I, I didn't really want to go there, but he's, yeah, nice guy. He yeah. reached out a couple of times. Good agent, 25 years in the business, good people person. I think, I think, it's, a, I think it's a good appointment. Yeah, and he's, he's... He's driven as well. Purple Bricks is such a... We should maybe save this topic for yeah, another day. Yeah, we only said 30 seconds on these topics. Yeah. Let's do but a whole win-win. segment on online agents in an episode soon. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, okay. for sure. Yeah. What's your topic? Um, so the Office of National Statistics yesterday uh, published the data for house price sales, which said from November 21 to November 22, prices were up 10.3%. Yes, I saw it. Sounds brilliant on the face of it. And of course, with all property data, there's a lag. So we're getting November's data yeah. at the end of January. Yeah. It's, it, it couldn't be more useless, really, in terms of <laughs> yeah. data for the here and now. Yeah. Obviously, because all of the sales... It's irrelevant. ...from November. So, so November completed, just for people that aren't aware, no, like land ratio only updates three months after the sales are agreed. It depends on how they've actually judged it. But yeah. November's completed house sale prices that appear would probably be from the sales agreed in May, June. If they take three months to go through, then three months to upload on land registry. Six months. Wasn't it deals that complete in November? Oh, was that it? Was that was the stat? Was it? I if think... they complete in November, but they don't appear on land registry for up to three months after. But this is the land registry. Oh, this is I the land. Yeah. Yeah. So, this is yeah. So it would have been the deals. That completed in November. Okay. Up to November. I'm sure that's right. We'll have to double check it. Yeah. My view was anything that appears on land registry in November would have been sales because it wouldn't have updated straight away. They don't, they don't update them straight away. But that's why the date's coming out now, surely, because it's a land, land registry data from November. And that is why we've got two hosts because one time a host talks shit, in this instance, Ryan Bloomfield, <laughs> and then the other voice of reason who talks sense. No, yeah, no. I don't know. Okay. I think I need another one of these coffees, yeah. but I think that's right. Anyway, no, no, it makes um, complete, which is why the date has been released in January. Yeah, yeah, it makes complete sense. Cool. Anyway, um, that's longer than thirty couldn't, seconds. Couldn't be more. Can we cut that bit out of how stupid that sounded then? Yeah, we can. We can. No, we don't believe it. It's live chat, isn't it? Cool. Uh, why are you gone? And I, I think to that point, um, with buying a house with investing in the stock market with making any decision like that you're always having to think six months into the future so people are worried about what's going to happen to the market tomorrow Mm. you're never going to know Mm. until six months later which is after you've made the decision yeah you know so if you you're never going to know the bottom of the market until after it's happened yeah so i think people who are worried about the market now going down, I personally think they're going to be wrong. Mm-hmm. They might be right, but we're yeah. not going to know until six months' time. I think uh, one final point, if I may, on that. Um, unless you're a professional, like professional house buyer who buys and sells houses to make money, mm-hmm. you need to be concerned about what's going to happen in the next six months of the year. But how many people do you know buy a property and live in it for a year and then sell it? Yeah, There's not that many. Unless something goes wrong... Maybe a, maybe a marital breakdown or the neighbours are absolute dick cheeses and you can't stand them. 
cool, but most people yeah. will buy for two, three, four years. Most people live in a house for two or three years. And yeah, yeah, exactly right. Exactly so right. whatever happens, you buy a house now at five hundred grand, and in the end of the year, it's worth four eighty. All right, okay, you're twenty grand down, but you're not because you're not selling. You're not twenty yeah. grand down. It's hypothetical. And this is why I think when you see headlines about the property market has gone up by X percent or it's gone down by Y percent, yeah. you're very rarely comparing apples to apples with property purchases. Yeah. Because the same house doesn't sell at the same time. Yeah. New builds is different, of course, but with resales, you know, even if two houses next to each other go on the market at the same time, you could have one which is desperate to sell because of a divorce. Yeah. You could have the other that's just testing the market for a yeah. crazy price, you know, and, and they're will then get different Have you results. ever, just quickly, have you, just very quickly, I've done it, I think I remember twice in my career, so um, when you've had two properties that are identical on the market at the same time, like in the okay. same block, for example. Yeah. So I remember in Winnush, we had number 16 and 18 Wedderburn Close yeah. on the market at the same time. And they're both the same house, but one was slightly better condition, one had upgraded the kitchen, one blah, blah, blah. Anyway. Yeah. And one was at 425, and the other one was probably worth, I think probably worth maybe like 410. Okay. We had to put it on the same price because obviously you can't. Mm. And you almost, you have to second guess every decision you make. You can't just give mm. the seller the right advice to say, reduce the price. Yeah. Or, I mean, that was like 2018, so the market was a bit different then. Sure, yeah. Um, reduce the price to get the interest because you have to think about how that's going to affect next door as well. Yeah. Prime example, I had two flats on the market in Englefield House. In, um, yeah, I know, Englefield yeah. House. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've all been there, like so many flats. And they were 220 grand five years ago, by the way, and they're not even worth that now, I don't that think. That's true. But same principle, we had two identical flats. Like, not even this, like, identical. One was at 220, it came on the market. I then went out to value another one, and they're similar situation. Look, mm-hmm. desperate to sell, we need to move. Cool. I suggest you put it on 200 then. And they said, yeah, fine. So put it on a 200. The issue I made, I've never made this mistake again. I didn't call my seller at 2.20. Bear in mind, it wasn't my job because obviously it was a team of people working right. with me. But that client didn't find out until I launched, I launched, the office launched the other house at 200, Yeah. the flat, and they obviously on the phone pissed, mm. and quite rightly so, mm. because they just, for them, we just lost them 20 grand. It's funny how you obviously can see how they would look at it that way. Um, but people don't understand. I don't yeah. think the nuances of no, no, no. I pricing, get that, but the know. point. I think the point on that that front, and now we now it wouldn't happen with us as more experienced estate working on our own. Because if I was about to list, I've got a house on the market in Vola Drive. I'm pointing over there. You can't see where I'm pointing, and you don't know where I'm going. Just that way, top end of tire list. That's on the market five two five. If I list the next three bed linked attached exactly the same and put it on a four seven five. I wouldn't just launch it and hope that my sellers don't see it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with the business now, there's no way yeah. that's happening. I would but... call the sellers and say, look, I'm giving you the heads up. Yeah. This is, it's not as good condition, but whatever it is, it's going on 50 grand less. Yeah. I'm just, I'm giving you the heads up, okay? Yeah. Absolutely. And then explain why and have a chat with them there. So it's not a shock. That went a bit longer, didn't it? Um, any further points on that? Um, no, I just think, I, I think, House data is just so misleading a lot of the time. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, I've got another estate agency topic. It's a headline I'll read, and in particular, I've got one little statement that I absolutely love. Um, estate agents concerned about vendors with unreasonable price expectations. 
cool. The market's slowing down. There's less people viewing. Get used to it. Like you can't put your price on for too much. We've said that on every single episode, and probably say every single episode this year. Price your house correctly. You'll sell. That was the headline. That was the headline. Well, I'd like to just put my hand up. I'm an estate agent concerned about vendors with unrealistic price expectations. <laughs> Are you? Well, yes and no. I mean, but then I can see. I see the price drops every day on Rightmove. I speak to sellers all the time. And I know now we're going into a period where sellers just need to accept that they've missed the boat on the crazy market. Yeah. They just have. Yeah. And I've had several conversations with people already this year who are like, I want to get X price for my house. Why do you want to get X price for my house? Because I do. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's not worth it. And yeah, and, and we just, you've missed the boat. Yeah. yeah. But as we always say, you know, it's, but, and, it's and what's nice about the position we're in is, and we've you know we're going over a ground but we can tell people the right advice because yeah. we don't need their listing like we don't have a someone with a stick at the office whacking us if we don't get a house listed so when I tell someone their house is worth 500 grand I genuinely mean it's worth 500 and I'm not going to tell them 550 to win the listing because that's the wrong advice another agent will and then if they want to believe that and use them that's their own prerogative but for me it's the right advice it's the right advice and also it's your time and effort and money yeah. if you tell them 550 yeah. and then you're running around and then begging to get it down in price yeah yeah um i wanted to read this quick statement though because i think it's it's brilliant and i love it um it goes into what you just said there so uh, little pretext it reveals that in the sales market the average number of viewings per property fell across the year from april to december by 71 percent so basically there's, if there were 10 people viewing a house, there's now only three. One agent put it delightfully. The cappuccino market days are over. We're now in espresso times where only serious buyers are out looking for properties. Yeah, that's true. That's true. TikTok real. <laughs> I've noticed it, it's just less viewings. Although I did see in the right move report, there has been an increase since the new year. So I think December was especially quiet. I think the whole three months Q4 was quite off the back of the disastrous mini budget. True, true. So, and I think we were all expecting January to be a continuation of that. I think yeah. there's been a slight uplift. I'm just seeing there's just not the same appetite. Even even in the nuances, like viewers are turning up late to viewings again. And cancelling on the day. Cancelling without real yeah. notice. Um it's just a different environment now with buyers. Um, it's like back to the old ways. And the turning up late thing is where I've noticed it. Yeah. And kind of people just, you knew a year or 18 months ago, we're doing viewings on a Saturday between this time. Can you make it? Yes, I'll be there. Yeah. You know, and, and now it's like, oh, well, I've got to do this on yeah. Saturday. I've got to do that. Can you, are you around on Sunday at 6 p.m.? You know. Yeah, I am. Um, <laughs> No, which I am, but yeah, it's yeah, like... Yeah, no, I, know. I know what you mean, though. It's always... It doesn't matter now because it's that the house will still be on the market next week and if it's not, there'll be 10 others. Yeah, and to me, like buying a house is such a big deal that how flexible buyers are... It's, it's mm. my job to be flexible with the viewings, but how flexible a buyer is kind of tells me how keen they are to... Yeah. No, yeah. I completely I mean? agree with that. Completely agree with that. Yeah. I love the buyers. I've got one at the moment. She contacted me off my Beat the Portals where it's a live Facebook video. Oh, yeah. And I've been trying to get the property's now gone live. I'm getting a viewing booked in for the weekend, but the seller's been so busy. I haven't been able to get hold of her to arrange a viewing. But she messaged me every day. How's the viewing? Like well, I say, every day. It's been two days. 
But she's messaged me the last two days just saying, we can also do this time. We're really keen to see it. And I like that. Like that's, yeah. that's good. That shows that she's motivated. She wants to buy a property. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. If you don't hear from someone and you call them the next day and go, oh, I didn't get email confirmation. You fucking did because I can see you got the email confirmation on my system. I can see you've read it. Yeah. And I sent you a text message. You've yeah. got an iPhone. I can see you've read yeah. it. I've, you've double blue ticked me on WhatsApp. I know you've read my message. I had a, I had a that, viewing. That's why, that's why I love WhatsApp, by the way. Yeah, it's great. For clients, you can't go wrong. There's nowhere to hide. Yeah, nowhere to hide, which is how it should be. I had a guy the other day who called me up the day before. I was viewing booked in on a Saturday. Yeah. Called me up on a Friday saying, oh, there's no confirmation. Can you send the confirmation? Uh, and he also wanted to view your house. That's right. And he thought he could... Yes, he, I know, remember the guy, yeah. He said, oh, it's with Avocado Property. I was like, yeah, speak to Ryan about this property and then I yeah. can put you into this one. He was like, can I view him one after the other? I'm like, I'm a, you know, I'm afraid. Yeah. Explain to him about the business. Um, and then on Saturday, he didn't turn up for his viewing. Yeah. So I called him. He said, oh, sorry, I've overrun on a work meeting. Can I come an hour later? An hour later, I'm there waiting for him again. Oh, sorry, I've just called. I've just finished my meeting. Can I can I come in half an hour? You know, I, I had places to be. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, no, yeah. no, you can't. I would literally say no. Yeah, I know I, the guy. I and the thing is, like, the, the joke is, when you message me saying, can you put this guy in? I've already left him like two or three messages at the time. Yeah. Because I had like 40 leads come through and I called for everyone twice. They didn't come back to me, delete them. Yeah, I, I knew you would have. Yeah. I knew you would have reached out to him. Because I said, have you inquired about that house? It's like, yeah. But then just didn't turn up. It's ridiculous. Anyway, yeah. cool. Um, should we finish up on what you've been watching? I feel like we've rushed the last 10 minutes. but Yeah, I feel like we? we've done a lot. Should we save for what you've been watching? Because we're well over an hour now. Or is that a shame? That's a shame. It's, it's our thing. All right. What have you been watching? <laughs> <laughs> um, he's a comedian on YouTube. Uh, no, well, I'm sure he's on YouTube, but on Facebook. I actually um, have a range... Well, I've actually got tickets to go and see him live. Oh, have you? Yeah. Um what kind of a venue is YouTube it's comedian? somewhere in Maidenhead, actually. He's doing his full UK tour. He's not a massive comedian, but he's big enough. Um, let me give you a quick example. Um, I like the idea of seeing comedians at like little little comedy clubs, you know? That right, kind of... watch this quickly and then we'll put, it on, we'll put it on the screen now. My grandma escaped Nazi Germany in 1939. When I was just six years of age, she took me to one side. She said, Simon? Be careful. People will always hate the Jews. And I remember just thinking, like, why can't you just say happy birthday like everyone else? (laughs) 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 He's really funny. Yeah, I've seen him on TikTok. Yeah. Um, He used to do the Lee Nelson show. Do you remember that a few years ago? Is he Lee Nelson? Yeah. Well, he's not. That's his. That was his, his name. His name's Simon, ah, Simon Brodkin. Right, he done the okay. he done the thing with Seth Blatter. Remember when the guy threw the cash at Seth Blatter? Did he do something with Kanye West as well? Probably, yeah. Or was that he's done quite there? a few stuff. He got arrested for that. Ah. He's done quite a few stunts, but he kind of had a couple. I seem like he went off the off the radar for a couple of years, and then during COVID, bounced back. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Of course. Yeah. I remember he's brilliant. This guy. He's I remember so this good. So we're going to go and see him in Maidenhead in October, uh, September, October. I booked it like forward in advance. Um, I'm really excited. I love people. I love. I think he's great. I think he's refreshing. Yeah. He's just so funny. Brilliant. Love that. So yeah, that's my what you've been watching. Simon Broskin. Follow oh, him on man. Facebook. He's an absolute top legend. 
Well, I've been um, I've been watching, I've been binging Mr. Beast YouTube videos. Yeah. I wasn't aware of this guy six months ago. Really? And obviously now he's the biggest followed you YouTube do, account. You do have to like dive in, like because some of his videos are, like 15, 20 minutes long. Yeah. Like full productions. You yeah. do have to like sit down and go, like, right, cool, I'm going to watch it. So I'm going to put a tiny clip of the Squid Game video yeah. he did on the, on the yeah. screen now. I recreated every single set from Squid Game in real life, and whichever one of these 456 people survives the longest wins 456 grand. This whole video was so well done. He said he, it cost him millions of pounds, yeah. and I'm just blown away by how much money he invests into his content. Yeah. I think he just does a superb job. It's amazing, isn't it? Because the amount of views he gets, he makes that back like 10 times over. Yeah, but his whole ethos is just to invest every penny back into his business. Yeah. And to just, he's very simple. He just wants to make the best videos possible. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, it's great. You're going to show it. me the video or no? <laughs> no, you're going to put it in. I'm just going to put, I'll put a little clip well, on. Well, so I'll watch the episodes anyway, so I'll, um, I'll see it in a minute. You'll see it, yeah. So I'll act surprised. He's got oh, so that was much really content. funny. Yeah, it's really good. No, I, <laughs> I don't know which one you're going to show, the Squid Game, and I've probably seen that, but um, I like the one, there was one where there was, he had four people and they had a million pounds in a glass box. And they had to stand with their hand on top of the box, and the yeah. last person with the hand on there gets the money. Yeah. And they were doing like he was doing like you know trying to get him to play like skate the mini skateboards and stuff like that um, to try and change the hands. And he said, "If someone let go now, I'll give you ten grand now." Yeah. And one guy he always like, does that. Yeah. <laughs> ten grand. <laughs> and the one with the giant coke bottle and the men Mentos. Have you seen that? Yeah. Yeah. I did see that one. I yeah. never watched. I did. I didn't actually watch the end of that one. I only watched the first like seven minutes of the missing, and then got bored. He's brilliant. Do you know what I love about Mr. Beast is he doesn't fuck around. Yeah. All of his videos are edited. Lots of people at the end of their videos will go, "Thank you for watching. I'd like to shout out to blah blah blah." Yeah. Not Mr. Beast. No, he's like cool explosion done. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. So on that, I'd like to shout out Matt for uh, being here as a co-host, and uh, if you can like and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> No, explosion. Yeah. Done. Follow us on uh, social media. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Anyway, mate, let's sign off because we've been rambling on for ages. Yeah. Would you, like to, would you like to do the honours of signing off this week's episode? Yeah, find us on social media and we'll see you next week. Peace out.